0: Welcome to Green and Red, Scrappy Politics for Scrappy People, a regular podcast on radical environmental and anti-capitalist politics, brought to you by Bob Bazanko and Scott Park.
1: Hi, this is Bob Bazanko, co host of the Green and Red podcast. Uh, Scott has a commitment today, but uh, we wanted to get on as soon as possible. Uh, to talk to our guest here who has been in the news lately and uh, has been doing some really important work for, for quite a long time. Uh, today we're talking with Jody Evans, who uh, we've had her before, who is a co-founder and activist in Code Pink. Uh, but today we're going to be, we'll be talking about that a bit, but we'll also be talking because I think it was three weeks ago, the New York Times had this breathless piece about the uh, these American groups which are doing propaganda work for the People's Republic of China government and it featured Jody and her partner uh is it Roy Neville Singham or Neville yes. Roy Singham I'm sorry yeah. about that I wrote it down and um but it also talked about coaching it talked about Tricontinental continental other groups too and it's uh really kind of a classic Cold War McCarthy I piece where you know uh the New York Times has this breathless uh, expose, you know, it unraveled a financial network that stretches from Chicago to Shanghai and uses American nonprofits to push Chinese talking points worldwide. I mean, that's like something like the Voice of America would have said it in 1951, right? Um, and it talks a lot about uh, one of the groups that you're associated with, I don't know if you're founder of it or not, No Cold War, and, uh, and then other groups as well. So let's just get started by saying, um, the article is basically implying in these very kind of sketchy ways that your groups, groups that you and, and, and Neville Roy Singham are associated with, are taking all this money from the People's Republic of China to essentially, I don't know what, do dirty deeds here at home. So um, I guess first you wanna talk about these groups and any relationship they have, just to so let people know what's really going on here.
0: Well, you know, what's really going on is, is to be able to take what the goal of this campaign was, and it's been made very personal so people can actually see it better. You know, when I started this campaign, China is not our enemy, I started it because I saw the propaganda, I saw the pattern of what takes us to war. Here's the propaganda, every Main Street paper, mainstream paper is reporting the same information from the same person across, every talking point is exactly the same. And I went, oh my God, are they really thinking of going to war on China? you know, this is three and a half years ago. And I'm like, oh, they can't do that. China's a nuclear power. And that, that you know, that would be insane. Um, I also noticed that the propaganda was meant to weaponize the hearts and minds of progressives. You know, all the stories that were coming out were ones that were that would just grab the progressives' hearts and minds. I was like, oh no, really? They're gonna take my friends and use them as the, you know, vanguard for this war? No, that's not, I'm not gonna let that happen. So, um, literally, this campaign has been about propaganda. So, to be then in the most ironical way used as propaganda for the propaganda has been quite fascinating because, you know, it's all lies, um, it's all distortion and innuendo and embarrassed. I mean, actually, when I finished reading it because it was just so stupid, I felt more sorry for the reporters who had kind of destroyed themselves, threw themselves on the the sword of the empire for this really horrible article that was, you know, McCarthyism so clearly, so clearly a witch hunt. uh, You know, when you saw how people would read it and what they would call it, it was just obvious on its face. It's a hit job. It's a witch hunt. It's McCarthyism. You know, it's clearly propaganda to undermine those people who are saying we should have peace with China. God forbid. You know, it's no different than what happens when we say we should have peace. Because We need diplomacy in Ukraine. They call us Putin lovers. You know, it's just the same.
1: We've we've gotten plenty of that
0: too. This was clearly coming from the government. Um, The questions that we got were clearly written. You know, it wasn't journalism. It was an attack piece from the minute it started. And so, uh, you know, we've disrupted the committee, I call it the Congressional Committee to Hate on China. Um, ever since the very first meeting that was at prime time, the first time I'd ever seen a congressional hearing, prime time, you know, we're in there with our banner, China is not our enemy. And why China is not our enemy is called a Chinese government talking point, I'm not sure. But um, I think they've decided that, that must be a, a Chinese government talking point. Um not I'm not I don't even know what Chinese government talking points are. Um I think a lot of journalists would love to see them but um it, it's just that we have the United States has relegated peace to China is mm-hmm. should be a concern of everyone. Like really um because again We, you know, we also went to Blinken, Medea, you know, and, you know, got to Blinken and said, well, you know, China has a peace plan, where is yours? So it's not our fault that China is leading on peace, because we're peace activists, you know, our whole lives, me for, you know, since 1968, Medea since 1968. That's what we've been doing with our lives. But now all of a sudden, peace is un-American and it belongs to these other countries. That it's kind of like pieces, yeah, peace is un American, really.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> this is really formulaic too, because like I said, you know, it's kind of boilerplate from articles you could have read in, in 1951. And it focuses it, it throws out these like numbers and kind of spectacular things and about fight or something, and then it dies. It doesn't really go back to it at one point. they talked about hundreds of millions of dollars and uh this and that but then when they actually talk about something at one point they mentioned a 1.4 million dollar donation over the course of five years or something like that so even when they throw this spectacular stuff out that's supposed to get you all upset it just fizzles there's there's nothing there with it so basically and, and we've had you on before actually talking about china and this is the part that i think is is really most outrageous it's you know essentially we're advocating for a, a real toning down of these these temperatures here. And what strikes me is, you know, who says the same thing you're saying? Mark Milley, the chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who said we need to ratchet down this rhetoric on China. We don't need a war there, right? So I don't know if he, they're coming after him next. But just in general, I mean, well, I mean,
0: Kissinger was just sitting next to. Yeah, was like, just with wait, me, right. I, and, I don't know. G. It's G. This is kind
1: of a silly <laughs> thing, and it's something I've grappled with my whole life. Like. How do you deal with a a political society that immediately says you're a socialist you're a marxist you're a radical whatever for simply saying you know like i get this like you you know when i talk about ukraine man i'm just that i call them the nato left you know these people who call themselves socialists but they they're all down with nato they want to get rid of the government of cuba they want to double down in ukraine and they hate iran and they hate all the victims of american empire right I mean, have you had much run in, one thing that whenever stuff like this happens and with the McCarthy period that always intrigues me is how other people who would call themselves on the left respond to it. And I know I did see just on social media and I don't wanna to make too much of that, when that article came out, there were a lot of, I guess, kind of liberal types who were very upset about it. And it did imply in the article that there were people who they were talking to who worked with some of these groups. And what generally kind of response have you gotten from, not from the state or from the New York Times, but from people who normally would be more or less allies?
0: Oh, just tons of support. Um, I'd say that Saturday, I I kind of joked that it was better than my birthday because I got so much love and support. Oh, good. And, And also, you know, when I say that kind of, we were used as fodder for the thing of the campaign, what was interesting is a lot of my liberal friends said, oh my God, you were right you know, the New New York Times did this, you know, it made, it actually made people that I've been trying to convince about the New York Times being propaganda, go, oh, whoa. Um, So, you know, especially people that know me, it was no, you know, so that was when it's someone who knows me, it's so clearly lies and propaganda. But um, also, you know, that lots of articles have been written, fair came right out, you know, and
1: I, I have read that.
0: And then we launched a campaign the next day because it's like, what do, what do I do when I'm attacked? Well, um, and people are being stupid. It's just like we go into action. And so the yeah. action was what's um, what's the
1: campaign? And so people...
0: it's it's called McCarthyism and back to is back together. We can stop it. Yeah. And so we pulled together a coalition of groups and um it's you know, like about 25 groups, and the next day put it out and, and lots of signers, you know. Abby Martin, Ben Cohen, Ben Norton um whenever um,
1: sure. podcast signed it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you know, so it's like a a right a, a wide variety of people across the spectrum because I think you you know some of the one of the things I look at about this is like wow, it united um the left in a way we haven't really been united because of the fracturing of the Ukraine war, it gave us something really to come together about, which felt very good to a lot of people. And also, you know, Code Pink from the very beginning. You know, I lived in Los Angeles. I heard, you know, Bush talking about a war in an innocent country, Iraq, and I just put myself on a plane and flew and got with Medea and we started, you know, Code Pink, not as an organization, but saying, Code Pink outside the White House when he was using the color-coded alerts to frighten the American people into war. So always who we are at Code Pink is seeing smoke and saying smoke before it's fire and to stop the fire. So no different in this is like that smoke. You know, we can take it lightly, but it's actual smoke. And that will come for everyone if we don't talk about it right now that becomes a fire and it's kind of like what you're saying at this this relates to the past but people in the United States are so ahistorical that we need to now bring up what this tool is and why they're using it and that's why the next day it was so important to launch the McCarthyism campaign because to re-educate about how the media and the and the war machine work together and um, how this silencing effect is happening and we're we've already seen it but here we are we're in it we can see the smoke we've got to stop this this fire we've got to work together we've got to come together you know first they come for us and then they come for you yeah. um needs to be something that we remain conscious about
1: did the times approach you or neville either before or after for for some input on this or...
0: yeah they sent us questions like i said that were not they weren't journalism they were attack is questions um both of us sent in a statement i think a little piece of each of our statements in the article. Yeah. The one that says, you know, we've never worked for foreign government or listened to anyone besides our own values yeah. and consciousness. They, you know, they I think
1: include- it's also striking because so few people actually understand how foreign relations works. um Independent groups, NGOs, research groups, whatever you want to call them, are all over the place. And obviously the big ones are like for Israel and Saudi and groups like that. I know tons of, I know a lot of scholars who've like, gone to those countries on their, those countries dimes, you know, for basically propaganda. talking about propaganda to us, right? So I think people don't understand just because the country that you're talking about, you know, one of the countries you're talking about is, and the other thing about this, it made it sound like China was the only issue you're dealing with, right? So I think that's important too, to kind of let people know, and you guys are doing a ton of stuff, you're dealing with sanctions. No, it's a
0: little, it's a little campaign and and many campaigns, you know, and uh, there's a, Unfortunately, the U.S. empire is being pretty violent around the world. Yeah, yeah. So it's not the only thing we're doing, of course not, um, yeah. including yeah. around the planet. You know, I mean, one of our big campaigns and w- why I think Ukraine and China are so important right now is not just to end the war, which we always want to do is peace for the people, for us to for people to actually have a fulfilling life because war disturbs that. But, um, you know, in the last few years, all the numbers have come out that shows that war is the greatest contributor to climate change. Yeah. So it's it's like layers on layers. And then being inside the United States and the unraveling of the fabric of our society in the last 22 years since the war on terror, the cost $22 trillion of US taxpayer money and um, the cost of war at Brown just came out million lives that's one thing you know it's like we get a lot of propaganda but what we don't get is the truth and I think when you know we get attacked for trying to tell the truth and getting buzzsawed I was in congress um a few weeks ago and a member of congress actually said if you say if you start to talk about peace you get buzzsawed you know that it's it's just not allowed. Like, and and I came back from that. I was like, let's just talk about peace all summer. So we launched our Summer of Peace campaign. is really, are we not allowed to talk about peace? That is damning to everything we care about. I mean, look at the infrastructure of this country has not been invested in. Instead, yeah. that money's been invested in the destruction of the planet and and the and the murdering of innocent people. Well,
1: like, getting specifically about China, because this is like you just saw Ukraine and China but and I've written about this you know first of all there's a one China policy in effect so legally Taiwan's not independent it's it's not sovereign it's part of China right and there I think six agreements with the US government the one China policy which started with Carter and then you know many many since then what is your particular right like you obviously we want peace right that that should go without saying what else, though, is part? Because the the times, might, what I'm getting at here is the times makes all these allegations or hints. Doesn't really make any allegations. It doesn't have anything, but it makes all these hints about uh, you know the Chinese and you're covering up and you're doing propaganda and all that. Um, <laughs> and it makes it sound like you're being orchestrated, you know, out of Beijing or wherever. Um, what 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 is the role of China within the larger context of everything you're doing? Well, you know,
0: China isn't a part of our work. I mean, our work, because I'm a US citizen, is always targeted towards the government that I live within. So the work is, first of all, this propaganda and hate directed towards China already has casualties, and they're Asian-Americans. So the first work is to stop the hate and propaganda because it is affecting horribly Asian Americans, because in America, nobody can tell where Asians are from. But I mean, that's where I was doing the work a lot, like for the last three years, but really disturbingly in the last few weeks, a report has come out and it says that three in four Chinese Americans in the last 12 months have experienced hate and violence and the people are afraid to leave their homes. So let's just start there. Like I, China is not in like, you know, it's like I care about Iran government or you know, I'm, I'm about people's lives. I'm about peace. So always my work is driven from what I see that is taking us into hate, violence and war, because that is destructive to the people on the planet. So China's not in the conversation, except when I see total distortion. And I'm like, but wait a sec, because I care about people being able to think, you know, one of the campaigns um, out of this you know, China's not our enemy, is that PBS produced a movie about how China took everyone out of poverty. It was made by a Wall Street banker, an Emmy award-winning American filmmaker. They went and shot it. They came home. They edited it. PBS loved it. They They produced it. They put it on the air, and people made them take it down because it made Beijing look too good. So if I care about American citizens and they're not allowed to think critically around a country of 1.4 billion people if they can't know that country because to know it might be to love some part of it that is crazy i mean that's not that's not how i would want first of all I, you know my kids my grandkids the people i love which therefore is everyone why would I want them to live in such a distorted, dark view of China? I mean, every country is complex and it's got its dark sides and its light sides and its beauty. And basically every country is about its people and the governments are, you know, messed up on steroids. Um, so, you know, to not be, i you know, one of the things when I say the casualties are Asian Americans, one of the things in the last year that's been really painful, is all these very young um, Asian Americans that have been coming to me and saying, I feel crazy. I'm um, American, and my culture is Chinese. And this is really disturbing. They are disturbed. And I just um, did an interview with a young woman who talked about the fear of being able to go out, who talked about how hard um, their, 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 lives are right now and also shared the pain of how proud she is of her country like can you imagine being from a country that took itself from the poorest country in 1970 to you know neck and neck with the united states economy but not it's not about neck and neck with the united states economy for her she her mom knew her grandmother who had bound feet and you know for her to be who she is in relationship to that, in time is profound, or to have a, you know everyone get out of poverty, or to have the air in in Beijing and Shanghai so clean. I mean, to be to have a country where change happens so fast you can't keep up with it, like from one year to the next, it's a different place, um, and to be proud of that, or to be proud of the intelligence that's driving innovation right now and being at the cutting edge of that that you can't be proud of that because the United States is driving hate and wants to go to war on you. That's up.
1: The According to the the Times, again, um, the groups you're associated with, because they're very vague, not really sure if they ever have any like specific stuff that they're saying, but, you know, it said that you've met with congressional aides, you've trained politicians, including in in South Africa, and you've organized protests. Now, I've met with congressional aides a lot of people I know have trained politicians abroad and activists and I've organized protests. So what like when you read that, what are what do you what are they saying? And like what do you think about, you know, kind of how they're trying to pinprick this stuff and turn it into something, you know, salacious.
0: I mean there's nothing there. So I, yeah. I don't I don't actually think about it. I just think wow that was a stretch. Um um you really had to go low to try to scratch at me. You know, you you're you're nowhere near Reality. Well, doesn't I I mean, say something about don't America know, no still because they'll war. be like
1: they met with congressional aides, <laughs> they trained, and you know, and there's kind of a, a oh no, a gasp. That, that happens. It's happening every day. <laughs> okay, groups on the left don't have anywhere near the firepower or funding, as you know that the, the state well, does.
0: Our budget is under a million dollars a year. Yeah. I mean, we're funded by thirty thousand donors. Yeah. Um, so, and peace is not funded by anyone. So that's it. Doesn't even show up on the what you could fund list. And as you said earlier, it's like groups like APAC that yes. haven't uh, filed para, who are clearly arms of the Israeli government. Yeah,
1: there's nothing so comparable. It's, to that. it's
0: nothing we, to I, yeah. it, you know you're asking me. It's like I don't think about it because it doesn't have any relationship to reality. So I'm working on peace. I am not going to waste my time thinking about something that has absolutely no relationship with reality. It's actually insulting to all of us. Uh, you know. I was talking to Vijay from Tricontinental Institute, who's also mentioned in the article. And um, I was saying, you know, like, really, the New York Times is going to say a feminist who's been doing this her whole life, who anybody who knows doesn't listen to anyone, including her husband. <laughs> who's going to even think that? And he's like, you know, he said the thing, like, really, someone's going to believe Vijay Prashad is listening to a government? You know, it's, it's, Insulting to every one of those voices that is no Cold War. If you look at the collective that is no Cold War that yes, Code Pink is part of, but every single one of those voices is a profound, you know, voice that has been for peace for decades of their lives. They are intellectuals, they are movement leaders. Um, It's the, the People's Forum. I mean, that those are young, Black and brown leaders of grassroots organizations, they're listening to another government. No, they're, they're, they, each one of these things, Code Pink, Tricontinental, No Cold War, the People's Forum, they arise out of a set of values. And I mean, I think that's what made it easy for all of us that we're all rooted in values. So, you know, for us, that's just looking at people who were used by power. That weren't rooted in a set of values, including even just the value of journalism and truth, and that's sad. But it doesn't distract us from our work. It actually, I would say, fuels us even more that this is serious and that that we're getting to them and that they had to do this. That they, you know, this this real, this uh, steamrolling of this war over the us citizens that this new ndaa the the you know the bill that funds um the military is you know going to get to a trillion dollars because we've got to like protect ourselves from china the even the Conversation that says China is doing anything to the United States when the United States has 250 bases surrounding China and China has no bases. China has one base outside of China. It's in Djibouti, Djibouti. Which yeah. United <laughs> United States ask them to do to be a joint cooperation um, with the um, pirates. But what we need with China and what this campaign has been about is we need cooperation. We need cooperation at this at this moment in history when we're especially after this summer of death and destruction and fires and floods we need more than anything cooperation on ai on i mean which ai like could just destroy humanity itself but then you've got climate change um and that instead of like cooperating on climate change that you're instead playing with fire of another nuclear power is Unconscionable. It's a crime. It it, and it's insanity. I mean, you just I I think we all of us look at this and think, what who is behind this? What level of insanity is operating right now?
1: This is a green and red podcast. I'm Bob Bazinfield co-host. Scott has family stuff right now. And we are talking with Jody Evans, who's a co-founder of Co Pink and is also involved with No Cold War and other groups who were recently the uh target of a big uh kind of McCarthy I smear from the New York Times and we're we're talking about that. And yeah, I mean as you pointed out the rhetoric on China is insane, right? TikTok and balloons, air balloons, weather balloons and Wuhan and COVID and, and you know and all this stuff. So Oh, no,
0: anything that goes wrong, if anyone has a complaint, it's China's fault.
1: You know, I know a bunch of people, (laughs) Vietnam, that's what they do. Whenever something happens in Vietnam, they blame China, right? That's kind of the Cold War in the United States. It's somehow, one of the things that's really stunning and and actually even somewhat surprising is the way that since Trump started that this kind of, they're communist, they're socialist, they're Marxist. I mean, I've talked to, I haven't talked to, but I've heard people say that, you know, they genuinely believe that like Kamala Harris is a socialist and stuff like that. So, we're in this bizarre political and that makes me wonder like because when you look at again what they actually said for instance with code pink i think they said that code pink has received 1.4 million dollars since 2014 that's that's 140 thousand dollars a year i don't know like if that's supposed to shock you but like that's hard to live on you know so what is it that takes like groups like you, you guys who are really in the big picture and i don't mean this as a criticism but you're not that big right and we're <laughs> certainly no one on the left is that influential right no one really not that many people in power listening to us so why would they pluck this and obviously spend a lot of time they assigned reporters to it like why like why would groups like yours be so important that they would spend this energy and this time and this money to infiltrate you which is basically what they've done right and um and i don't mean to i don't know they have like moles inside but my point is you know they're trying to get at your inner workings I mean, why would they do that? What I mean, have did you have any inkling that that you guys were on the radar like that or?
0: No, um, I think that, you know, like I said, we've disrupted this Hate China Committee since the very beginning and not letting it get away with hate. And that's, we're not gonna let it happen. And we're not gonna back down. This isn't gonna back us down. Um, This is serious. I mean, for, for us, this is super serious. And it seems for them, hating China just is like the top of the list yeah. and it's not okay. And we're yeah. not going to shut up. And I mean, I think it ref- it exposes um, a fragility um, that the empire is feeling right now. Um, it's a fragile empire. It's, it's fragile internally. It's fragile externally. You know, we just saw with bricks um, that, You know, people, if you think back to the Iraq war, when they were able to blackmail everyone into the coalition of the willing, well, we're a long way from that. So if we look at the last 22 years and the amount of money and the amount of lives, well, let's look at the global south, you know, a little bit that pivot kind of happened with the Ukraine war where all these wars on black and brown people have been okay, you know, that the empire has been destroying and killing and raping and pillaging um, until you get to Ukraine. and, And that became, you know, all of a sudden, like, whoa. And so now you have the global south, you know, understanding the level of violence and oppression and extraction that they're experiencing and them coming together to try to find out something else to do together. So I think it exposes the fragility of the empire right now. It's a fragile space. Now that's a worrisome thought, um, not a pleasant thought, because it also has all the money and all the weapons. So it's it's a it's a very scary thought. But I think that um, I guess because I'm an activist, whenever I see these things, when I you know, how do I address climate change? How do I address war? I like just put my, I go into action and do everything that I personally can do to affect that. And so that's what we do at Code Pink. It's like, like I said, when there's smoke, let's try to stop the fire. And that's what we do. But I would say that it's a very worrisome thing that the U.S. empire is d- dipping so low as McCarthyism, which was shameful. I mean, we look back at that, right? Historically, we're ashamed of that. We're ashamed of how we, tra- we treat it. <laughs> a lot of
1: Trump's people are now praising McCarthy, so he's making a renaissance. <laughs> yeah,
0: but, you know. <laughs> um, uh, um, that's because we've decided that, you know, wanting equality for all seems to yeah. not, you know, isn't where their values are. And like, yeah. okay, that's their values. But I would assume that most people... In the united states have a value of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness which is peace um if without peace there's no pursuit of happiness um so you know it's a time of a fragile empire and they're behaving poorly um you know
1: one thing that i think is important the, to the rest-
0: blood on their hands in ukraine oh, absolutely. um you know the blood on your hands in in Yemen, the, you know, what's happening in Niger, you know, there's just so much dripping blood on the hands of the empire that some, you just watch the pattern and it keeps pivoting to another war, thinking it's going to distract everybody with another shiny bauble that for some reason seems to calm the hearts and minds of people for a minute. It's like a drug um, that somehow the American hearts of minds have been addicted to this drip, drip, drip of war that will put it to sleep for a while instead of wake it up to the violence and the oppression and just the pure vile ugliness of that arm that reaches beyond our shores.
1: I think one thing that's really striking too with China especially is the disparity in power between these two states because the United States, 800 bases it has I think 23 carriers to i don't know a few for china i wrote a piece on this recently i'll, I'll send it to you where i kind of laid that out you know like setting aside any, any political or moral whatever word you want to use like there's just like this the, the military capacities of these two are so widely disproportionate right and so the us i get the sense is like it, it as you point out it's a, it's an evaporating empire you know it's in so many ways it's in bad shape and then you know one thing i like to talk about too is like what they're not doing at home i'm you know in ohio i live near east palestine we have hawaii now flint jackson i've been police all over the place and healthcare and every covid another surge so in order like you know we have all this going on and yet you have this ferocious you know assault on really on chinese sovereignty and on you know and the thing is, too, like with Russia, I think it's very different. Like, I'm not going to say anything nice about Putin, but the reality is 500,000 casualties have already been inflicted in that war. I think 300,000 dead. And it's to be so casual about especially people who call themselves lefties to say, no, we have to continue to support Ukraine. And we have to continue to do this and that is really chilling. I think, you know, as Scott and I always say, like growing up on the left, that was like the core value, I think, was peace. Right. Life. Thank you. Right one i know you're uh, one last thing i want to i want to talk about because i think this is important whenever a story like this comes out you, you see this but at one point times reporters said that there were left groups and i think they left it vague like that who they contacted but they wouldn't talk because they were afraid of you <laughs> and i know you're a very frightening person i you know but uh um <laughs> do you think there's actually kind of a, an issue on the left about stuff like this or are they just kind of like? Trying to shake everybody I mean,
0: up. No, I think it's, that's as much of a lie. I mean, a distortion yeah. innuendo is the rest of it. I It's in
1: every story ever.
0: But I, people but are afraid know, to talk about that. Yeah. Of course, there's NGOs inside yeah. of Washington yeah. that serve the American uh, mili- military and government. So yeah. I'm, you know, I I know that, and yeah. we see it all the time. So they're going to be called left, but they're not really. They're probably liberal, or you know, uh, just their job is to keep the status quo. You know, leap going around and round and nothing really happening. So, but you know, with the China's Not Our Enemy campaign, it's been a very big tent. I, you know, from the very beginning, I worked very hard. Um, you know, partners like Quincy, you know, it, it's it's a big tent. This is I, uh, you know, the the partners in this campaign, the people with the sharing the voice in this campaign, you know, a lot of them are capitalists who make shit because they don't want this war. I mean, Janet Yellen, you know, Senator Kerry, it's not It's not a left campaign. It's, a, It's. A, you know, there are other sane people alive still that know that this is a really, really bad idea. So, I mean, you know, I feel like that, like, I don't know if anybody's afraid of me. I'm not, I don't fight, but um, <laughs> I accept, uh, you know, I disrupt people in power who lie, but that's, uh, you know, the extent of me. Um, but I think that this, you know, Kissinger is the last person I'd want to be on the same side of, but, you know, Kissinger, you know, General Mill, it's like, there are generals, there are people who really get that this is a horrible idea. My old boss, Jerry Brown, um, you know, wrote a piece in Politico a few months ago about it. Um, you know, one of the interesting things about this is that... um. I was talking to, um, I think it was someone in Rokanna's office, uh, Congressman Rokanna's office. And um, I said, you know, this committee that you're serving on, this hate China committee already has effects. Like, no, 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 no. It's like, yes, Jerry Brown with the number one guy in China at the Paris uh, um, climate talks, created a school at Berkeley. It's the China, US-China Cooperation on the Planet uh, School at Berkeley. They at Berkeley, as soon as that committee got formed, shut down. That's a chilling effect. That's real. Because that's what's needed is that cooperation. That's what needed is for those professors and thinkers to be talking together about how we work on the health of the planet and on climate change but it got shut down because they were too afraid. Yeah. So when so that mccarthyism is happening and we know it's like it's not going to make no cold war or Tricontinental, or cold pink or the people's form afraid but it is going to make others afraid that you know aren't you know their lives aren't about Trying to force power to quit lying and stop manipulating its citizens. I mean, you, and you, we talked about these, you know, these words, democracy, and all these words that are getting used to lock, to lock people in with their hearts and minds to be used. And I think that's one of them. It's just that we get attached to these words, but we don't think about what they mean or how they're being played against us and how we're being used by them. For the needs of power that has nothing to do with democracy. Uh, 65% of the people in the United States don't wanna be funding, don't wanna be sending these weapons to Ukraine. Um, So, you know, it's also, you mentioned, you know, the Chinese government spends way less than the United States government on weapons and war. They spend the money on their people. Um, And change happens in China rapidly. Where here we seem to be in a, in a status quo, nothing changing, election after election after election. Um,
1: yeah, this is not a point where the U.S. should be trying to become condescending toward anybody, given given you know, what's happening here. And I think it's, it's really important what you pointed out too, because this is something we, Scott and I, talk about all the time. <clears throat> um, there's a great, there's a big diversity among the ruling class, really, because you have Milly. Uh, the Council on Foreign Relations has had articles in foreign foreign policy uh the journal of foreign relations they both had articles questioning this I've Seen the wall street journal have op-eds in there so you know they they're pretending they're going after smallest groups and saying these are a bunch of radical socialists and their target really isn't i mean their target is other lefties i think to get you know to make you people act suspicious or whatever so it's 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 truly bizarre um we're getting close but like to I, I
0: said I, it's it's it also is their goal they know they have everybody else is to garner the progressive movement in support um you know which is also what they've done for ukraine yeah. you know people yeah. that i've been in the streets with for four decades yeah. for peace all of a sudden they're like no we have to send more weapons i'm like yeah. when did you know sending weapons not kill people you know just
1: the nato uh, left the China. i i mean i've been called putin's puppet putin's bitch, you know and it's just staggering i'm just mystify like the political culture and the political language we have here so um
0: i think that's you know what what you want to talk about is that it's a distortion to our thinking and that what we want is for people to understand that what does that mean because it's it's not about me it's about you it's about the reader it's about the listener and it's 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 to think about not only is your government using 65% of your tax dollars to destroy the world for you but it is also really messing with your mind because you know what is what it, what is the psych ops behind this every uh, somebody studied every single sentence in in that article was constructed to mess with your mind yeah. it's it's actually a sentence construction that comes out of the CIA that is, how do you construct these sentences? Now, those are sentences that are being used in elections. You know, they were very, if you study the election of Modi or Bolsonaro, it's the same way they use those sentences to affect elections.
1: Guy in Argentina now. Yeah.
0: yeah so I think what's important is that to look at it and say, be, be mad for yourself, be angry for yourself. That, you know, that here is what, the, is supposedly the paper of record it's treating you badly I mean it's like what when I read it I was sorry for the writers I was sorry for the Asian Americans where hate will increase because of this and I was really sorry for the readers that they have been subjected to this and it's the same as PBS censoring a film that could have made you a little bit smarter I mean it's really interesting that film like how do you actually take people out of poverty had not Interesting cycle of thought that we don't have. It's yeah. got some scary shit in it, you know. It's like let's learn, like that we're not allowed to think critically. That everything we're given is a bifurcation. It's an either or. Yeah. Is a disservice to our minds and a disservice to our hearts. And I think that's criminal.
1: So going forward, um, if anybody sees Marco Rubio, you can throw a pie in his face, I guess, but. Because- Going forward, I know people are gonna to want to talk to you. Hopefully, you're getting a lot. You're getting good media support from the left media. Here. Yes, so much. Okay, yes. Good, good, good. Well, what, what do you tell people going forward? People who may be skeptical, even, you know, like why are you guys doing this? You know, what do you say? <laughs> uh
0: I, you know, we just say, of course, we don't listen to the Chinese government. Um, I don't even know what its talking points are or what its propaganda is. So I wouldn't even know how to do it. If a Chinese talking point is about peace, then I'm sorry for the United States for giving up the word peace to China. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I I missed that. They've
1: always done that throughout the McCarthy Cold War period. Right? Like peace becomes a, a, a subversive word or subversive goal. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I mean, it's, W. It's e. Du Bois stuff. got you know kicked out of the country. He he yeah. Um, he had a peace organization that was saying no to nuclear war, and you know had to go live the rest of his life in Ghana. So we know this country will do that. Yeah. Um, You know. And the other thing that was brought up is the the Uyghurs, and here we are, Hood Pink, an organization that has spent the last 22 years of its existence protecting the lives and human rights of Muslims in Iran, in Iraq, in Palestine, in Yemen, you know, in Syria. In Afghanistan, it's like really what our work has been focused on. To say that we don't care about the human rights of Uyghurs just is insane. Yes, we care about the human rights of Uyghurs, and we care that you are using Uyghurs as a weapon to take us to war on China. That's not a good that's not going to help the human rights of Uyghurs since the first casualty of um <laughs> is is truth and the second casualty is human rights so for all of human rights we have to end war but certainly it's not going to help the human rights of the uyghurs
1: well um you know i, I met you i think 20 years ago in, in houston and i've you know been a big uh follower of, of cocaine since then and the work you guys do on all kinds of stuff but especially recently on china and ukraine and i'm a big uh is very important so i'm really glad you spent a lot of time you have a lot of trips there
0: trying to help oh, out. Um, he just got back from delivering a lot of uh, supplies. Oh,
1: oh wonderful. Medical
0: wonderful surprise. She came back today.
1: Oh, wonderful. Um and uh if you're interested, the best way would be just to look up code pink. Code pink? Okay. Um any any last things you want to say? Any advice or any last thoughts?
0: yeah you know right now it's just like the best thing is just to have the courage of your values um to speak up because right now is not the time to be silent and to be silenced which was the intention of this um and also just to not let people let you think in either ors as soon as you see that happen know you're being used and um for peace And for the planet right now, we need to stop the funding of war. Any preparation for war is war. And it's a really, it's a violence to, I mean, even just start by feeling what it is to be an Asian American or or the indigenous peoples of the islands where the U.S. is building these military bases that is destroying their, their ecosystem and violating all their human rights right now so this is happening and it's what it's it's like we call this the summer of peace because we just like please just raise up peace in every way like put a peace flag up paint it on your wall um that 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 it's become a dirty word like one simple thing you can do is just nice
1: they did even give your earrings some uh space in the (laughs) article right (laughs) yeah when they talk about your earrings in your wedding you know they're really (laughs) grass one last thing i forgot to ask earlier um have you had any, you know, kind of reaching out or support from any like uh, Bernie Sanders or the Squad or anyone like that in, in DC or?
0: Yes, yes, they, have- okay, yes. Good. they wrote right away the the okay. same day. They were so sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry
1: it happened too, but um, really glad uh, for all the work you've done for so long, and you really are uh, one of the kind of uh, northern stars, a north mm-hmm. stars of uh, for all of us. So okay. we really do appreciate it, and. We'll be following this and you know if there's anything uh coming up we can have you on again and talk about it because i think it is important and it's unfortunately way more widespread and we'll probably see more of this so
0: well i'd love to introduce you to some of the chinese voices i mean oh, because I, yeah. what i feel is that i that they did what they do is they dehumanize us yeah. and this campaign is all just about humanizing and there are so many young young Chinese Americans that are really going through a disturbing place. And I feel like if citizens of the United States understood what them allowing this to happen is doing to people right now, it's like you don't even I would love you to care about the one point four billion people in China or the rest of Asia, because Malaysia, Vietnam, you know, like everything around China, don't you think they feel anxiety Korea? It's, it's that this talk is not cheap. It's real and it has effects. And so um, just to be able to listen to some of these beautiful people that are being crushed right now, um, you know, a judge in San Francisco, 40 years, a judge can't leave her home. I mean, that's real stuff. And it's not good. It's embarrassing, yeah. shameful. Well, but, um b for Peace. Um, thank you so much for what you do each week to help people not be sucked into the madness and well, to that's, be in debate. That's, that's what be we're and trying to
1: do. You know, thank you hard, so they're much. They're not alone out there. Yeah.
0: Yes, thank so, you. Yeah. That's, that's what we all need to be doing. What you're doing yeah. is what everyone needs to do have the conversations.
1: Well, thank you. This is a Green and Red podcast. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and like it. And same with the podcast platforms and we're on instagram and twitter and facebook and scott always does these pitches so i'm i'm kind of sketchy at it and then we are at greenandredpodcast.org, and you can go there if you want to donate there's a button it says support we're also on patreon so we can do all that stuff so if you like what we're doing here and you want to send a few dimes this way a little bit of extra money whether it uh, folds or jingles uh we would be glad to take it um we we operate on less than a shoestring here so uh we do appreciate all the support we get in it gives us the chance to talk to people like Jody Evans, who are really doing like exemplary work out there. So thank you very much, and uh, uh, the rest of you, make sure you uh, follow us, and we'll see you again soon.